The love of God is not based on how good you are. It is based on how good God is. It is not on your own good. It is on the goodness of God. If you didn't do anything to hand the love at the first place, there is nothing you can do that can make you hand the love of God. It is unconditional. Jesus, it's all about Jesus. It's all about Jesus. To the one who died and now is alive, seated at the right hand of the Father. Can you just give him all the praise? He deserves it all. All of your praise. He deserves all of them. All of them. We worship you, Jesus. We thank you, Father. We thank you, Father. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Jesus. Okay, um, the journey has been amazing. And then we want to take it a step further today. Song of Solomon chapter 4. And today, throughout, we'll be checking TPT version, actually. TPT version. I want to see if I can pin this down. Okay, perfect. So I just pinned it down. Song of Solomon chapter 4. So we started chapter 1, chapter 2, chapter 3, chapter 4. And the journey for me has been so amazing. It's been so awesome. So, so amazing for me. So today we'll take it a step further. Song of Solomon chapter 4. We want to get drunk in God's love for us. There's nothing you can do outside the love of god in fact the book of jude says keep yourself in the love of god so and that's what i want to do for the next couple of minutes let me tell you this if you don't keep fueling your love tank with god you'll keep looking for love in the wrong place keep looking for security and validation in the wrong place your validation your security can only be found in jesus let no man tell you otherwise there was a woman in the book of john chapter 4 she came to meet Jesus, and then Jesus told her, where is your husband? She said, I have no husband. She said, you are right. He said, because you dated five people, my own version, it was as if you were saying they were all the problem. You dated the first person, he said, he has problem. Then he said, he's the problem. And when you dated the third person, he said, he's not taking you out. He's not taking you out. And then he started taking you out. You realize that the real problem is not somebody who is taking you out or who's not taking you out. There is a vacuum in your heart. And they don't want to take you out. They take you out. They didn't take you out. You start complaining. Yeah? He, uh, he doesn't text you at night. You dated the fourth person. He started texting you at night. And they said, no, no. He hasn't. So you realize at the end of the day, what you're looking for can't be found in man. Can only be found in Jesus. And until she met Jesus, the seventh man. Seven is the number of perfection. The book of King Song of Solomon. King Solomon was mentioned seven times here. Which speaks about the perfect image of our King, Lord Jesus Christ. So every time you of God, you don't keep looking for what is not lost. If the woman had met Jesus first, she wouldn't have to date six people. She would only have to date one person. And then she would find security and everything she needs in that person. Because why? She has first of all secured her security in Jesus. The Bible says we are complete in Him. You have to be complete in Jesus before you can think of, of, of dating anybody, getting into a relationship, getting into marriage, or else to be a disaster. You just keep hurting that innocent guy. You keep hurting that innocent lady. You need to make sure you get it right with God first. Okay, guys. Song of Solomon chapter 4, TVT version, everybody. We fly. Are you ready for some divine romance? Let's fill our love tank. We give you all the praise, Father. Okay, TPT version, everybody. TPT version. 
So this is God talking first. If you have TPT in front of you, it's segmented. It he said, okay, the bridegroom king. So this is Jesus talking right now. Let us hear what Jesus has to say to us. Verse 1 says, listen, my dearest darling, you are so beautiful. You are beauty itself to me. Guys, I don't know if you are one of those people that you're always looking for somebody to tell you you are beautiful, for somebody to compliment you every day. But honestly speaking, honestly speaking, honestly speaking, yeah, be doing that activity vibe. Honestly speaking, Jesus in his word has affirmed you and told you you're beautiful. TPT version. Listen, my dearest darling, you are so beautiful. If people take time to just sit down with their Bible at times and just study back to back, I feel like there will be less number of people with insecurity problem. Jesus said you are beautiful. Why are you expecting one person to tell you you are beautiful before you can feel beautiful? And then, you know, in the world like this, we, do, we don't really have too many people that know how to talk. And then somebody from somewhere will not see you. Don't say, ah, um, social person, sister A, sister B, look at your body, look at your leg, look at your... And then you start getting depressed, you start thinking because somebody just with his big fat mouth said something that doesn't go in line with the word of god concerning you and you're feeling bad the word of god tells you you are beautiful and this is jesus speaking here your your bridegroom is telling you hey bride listen my dearest darling dearest is dearest you are not just dear you are dearest to him he said you are so beautiful you are beauty itself to me jesus every time he looks at you he looks at you beautiful isn't that beautiful for you to know that the lord god almighty looks at you beautiful for me it's so awesome i don't need validation from anybody it's not theory i don't need validation from anybody god tells me i'm beautiful i don't care whether i comb my hair or not but literally i don't think my hair looks so cool but i don't even care god is still helping me i'm still i'm still praying for god but honestly speaking honestly speaking i don't really care why one person's validation over my life is what matters most his name is yahweh if god tells you you are beautiful my brother be humble say yes brother i believe we give you the praise the Bible says, your eyes glistening with love, like gentle doves behind your veil. What devotion I see each time I gaze upon you. You are like a sacrifice ready to be offered. Oh, I see sweet words from Jesus. Everybody, verse 2. When I look at you, I see how you have taken my fruit and tasted my word. Glory to Jesus. Isn't it amazing that we are, we are feeding on the word of God every single time? We come to the presence of God, talk about the word of God, and we can't get tired. We can't get tired. We've been having two sessions every day, back to back, back to back, and we have never been tired. Because why? We keep tasting, keep eating the word of God. And Jesus is the bread of life. The more you eat him, the more you want to eat him. And then Jesus said, when I look at you, I see how you have taken my fruit and tasted my word. Your life became has become clean and pure. I've told you guys this before, the book of John chapter 15, verse 15, and John chapter 17, it talks about the fact that you are sanctified by the word of God. It doesn't matter what's going on in your mind right now. If you want to cleanse yourself, you want to sanctify yourself, in quotes, you probably go on social media, you feed on, on things you're supposed to feed your mind on, or probably you're seeing a movie innocently, and then you go on YouTube, we are still praying for YouTube, and then you are seeing a movie, and then they show some sin which you are not okay with, and then you've been thinking about it, and then the thing has been almost in quotes, haunting you. Guys, don't stress yourself. Don't try to fight those thoughts. Don't try to, don't deceive yourself. This is your solution. The Word of God. In the Word of God, you become pure. You become clean. Bible says, sanctify them with thy truth. Thy word is truth. Understand your scripture. That's by the way. And let's jump actually. Verse 3. Verse 3 says, your lips as lovely as we have scarlet ribbon. Speaking mercy, speaking grace. Stop. 
God wants you to keep altering what of grace. What, of, what is grace? Bible says in Ephesians chapter 4, it says, Let no corrupt word come out of your mouth, but everything you say, let it edify. So, you know, it might bring grace to the hearer. Grace is when people begin to give people the good they don't deserve. Somebody hurt you, you still say, God bless you. Do you understand? We understand we are still praying for some of your life. You still are still using, but honestly, this is the will of God for us. The more you study the word of God naturally, in fact, the more you pray in tongues, you find it out to use some words. You understand? You find out to use some F word, to use some vulgar language. Because why? Your tongue is now getting holy. It's now getting sanctified. All does it mean to be holy? Separated, set apart. Set apart. You can't be praying in tongues back to back. Kabbalah, Kabbalah, and then you finish praying. And then you still have the same strength to be cursing and swearing. No. You'll be naturally losing appetite for these things. Why? Because why? you begin to feed on the word of God and begin to spend more time with the spirit of God. Naturally. The Bible says, walk in the spirit and you will not fulfill the desires of the flesh. Most of the time, you see people take it the other way around. You see an average person wants to not fulfill the desires of the flesh cross before they walk in the spirit. You can't do that like that. Number one is you have to walk in the spirit. Say yes to the leads of the spirit. If the Holy Spirit calls you from not saying something, don't say it. Because if you're not doing something, don't do it. Leadings of the spirit. And then you will not fulfill the desires of the flesh. If you want to not fulfill the desert of flesh trust before you can fulfill the spirit, you are getting it wrong. You can't get the right result. If you have the wrong notion, you get the wrong result. If you have the right notion, you get the right result. Even if you're right now, you're trusting God for an habit in your life. Guys, don't stress yourself. Rest in God and keep following the leadings of the spirit. Effortlessly, you will not fulfill the desire of the flesh. Okay, let's pray. Glory to Jesus. The Bible says, the words of your mouth are as reflecting as, as an oasis. I love us for everybody. Guys, if you're going through a time right now, through a downtime, you're going to love verse 4. TBT version, Psalms 7, chapter 4, verse 4. It says, when I look at you, I see your inner strength. So stately and strong, you are secure as David's fortress. Your virtues and grace cause a thousand famous soldiers to surrender to your beauty. Guys, let me tell you this. Excuse me, guys. Keep this in your mind. No matter what you're going through, like that, you are stronger than you think you are. You know, one of the things I've seen about life is, ironically, we don't see how strong we are. It's always somebody outside that is always coveting our own kind of strength. They are coveting your own strength. You, you are feeling bad. Do you understand? I've never been there before by someone who says, oh my God, oh my God, I just want to be like Yinka. He has six packs and they may be, ironically, maybe Yinka is always like, oh my God, oh my God, Lord, if this six pack can just become seven packs. Naturally, the irony of life is the fact that somebody wants to be like you, you want to be like somebody else. You're somebody's people point you, I also think somebody's people naturally you have strength on your inside and if jesus can acknowledge your strength this is the scripture guys he said when i look at you i see your inner strength you may not be able to see because you understand at times you're focused on the situation but jesus is saying guys look at your inner strength you have inner strength on your inside and then take it a step further he said it is so strong he said you are secure as david's fortress you have security in God, guys. Listen, listen. The reason why we talk about the word of God over and over is to remind you who you are. Two realms. Every, every of my study, every of my every of my time with God, two things have blessed my life. Two major things always happen. One, is either I begin to know more about God or I begin to know more about myself. Is either I begin to know more about what the Bible tells me about myself as you know about more about what the Bible tells me about God. His graciousness, His loving kindness. If God is saying my inner strength is so strong, Maybe I should stop seeing myself weak because why faith is agreeing with God. If God says you are strong, say, Lord, I believe. I am strong. At times you won't feel it. Say, Lord, I can't feel it, but I believe your word. I live by faith and not by sight. I live by faith and not my feeling. I am strong. The Bible says there's no temptation that is coming upon you. The Bible says it is not, it is not common to man. What are you going through? Tell me, what are you going through? 
Uh, uh, you find yourself in a in a country, and then you as an immigrant or as a, something something. Are you okay? You, do you know about Joseph? Quite of Joseph. Quite of Daniel. Do you know how those guys enter Babylon? Do you know how they enter Egypt? <laughs> how bad can it be? Because it was really bad for Joseph. I mean, it was bad, bad. It, it was sold. That one is trauma by its own. So after it was sold, it's not that it was sold. He was sold as a slave. He doesn't have slave one one class. So he was sold as a slave into Potiphar's house. And then while he was still suffering that trauma, your guy's wife lied against him. It was that bad. You understand? It was that bad. And there was never a time I saw in the Bible. I tried to look for it. I didn't find Joseph saying, Oh my God, my brother sold me. <laughs> that guy doesn't have time. But I saw in my Bible black and white. And the Lord was with Joseph. And he was a prosperous man. I like that kind of guy. That's the kind of person I want to be like. I don't want to be down and say, what happened in my situation? No! I have strength of God on my inside. I am not defined by my situation. I will not be like Naomi. Naomi called her, said she called her Maria. No, that's not who I am. Do you know who I am? I have the spirit of God on my inside. How do you think the Holy Spirit is always thinking at times when you are, when you are going to a situation and you are down? What, what, what is, Holy Spirit like, bro, call upon me and I will answer you and I will show you great and mighty things that you don't know. You want Rema? Call upon me. That's on me. In fact, he's your helper. Do I believe your mind? Is your strength when you are weak? You are weak, you are crying. Listen, the reason why you are being so you can cry upon him when you are weak, so that his strength can be made perfect in your weakness. You have any situation you are down. I don't have issues with you worrying, but if you stay worried, I have issues with you. I don't have issues with you. I mean, to an extent, maybe at, I think maybe the situation is so big, so you are afraid or you are worried, you are down. Maybe at times, maybe for a few minutes, for some minutes, I understand. But I come and check you. After one hour, two hours, three hours, and I meet met you the same place. What happened? You are still down. What happened? Then I should check with you. I should check with you. We have the Holy Spirit on our inside. We are not unbelievers. Do you understand? We are not unbelievers. We are believers. God lives in you. Do you understand? The most high God lives in you. So at times, God, Jesus has to point us to our inner strength at times. Make us understand how strong we are in the Lord. Verse 6, everybody, let's buy. I need to wrap up right now. Verse 6 says. I've made up my mind. So this is we replying. This is we replying in verse 6. If you have TPT version, you understand what we're talking about. It says the Shulamite, which is us, by the way. Um, this is we replying here. It says, I've made up my mind until the darkness disappears and the dawn I fully come, in spite of shadows and fear, I will go to the mountain top with you. This is we breaking the promise for God. When you realize how much he loves you, naturally you respond to him. And then we are responding here. In fact, I want to show you something, guys. If you continue, even I say the mountain of suffering love, and the heel of burning incense. Yes, I will be your bride. This is we accepting the proposal of Jesus. Saying, yes, Jesus, if you love me this much, and the only thing you see about me is my beauty, you are not guilt-tripping me, you are not saying unto me, like some preacher will preach today. They will say it is God that is pointing to your sin. I mean, why would you say it's God pointing to your sin? Do you understand? Sir, give me Bible verse. You can't give me Bible verse. And you are preaching something. Else. Let me tell you something. No matter what preacher you may be, if everything you preach is, doesn't have faith, hope, and love, sir, check what you are preaching. Because even the greatest of them is love. And then Sunday Solomon revealed the heart of Jesus to us that everything he sees about us is love. Everything about us is beauty. He sees our inner strength. That's what the scripture says about us. I think we start living by the word of God and not people's opinion. The word of God and not people's opinion. I need to wrap up. We'll probably continue from here next week. But let me just wrap up on this. Listen, at this point, the bride said, Yes, I'll be your bride. Officially, I want to date you. If the only thing you see about me is how beautiful I am, how spotless I am, Colossians chapter 1 verse 22 says, God sees us blameless, spotless, and not reprovable. I think I also want to date somebody like that. I think I will say yes to that kind of person. And that's the truth of the matter. If you begin to preach a radical gospel that God loves you regardless, 
Don't preach gospel of power. Forsake your sin and follow Jesus. Sir, they can't forsake their sin. That's why they are there in the first place. Do you understand? You preach radical love. Naturally, the goodness of God is what leads to repentance. They will respond. I mean, tell somebody, bro, even in the midst of your alcohol, God still loves you. He will look at you. Are you psyching? You mean God still loves you? I'm drinking, I'm smoking. Yes, he still loves you. Oh, you don't understand. Sir, no matter how bad it can be, he loves you in your worst days. Do you understand? That is that kind of love that makes people, because their mind will, will be like, no, no, I can't, I can't understand this one. No, 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 I can't understand this one. I can't understand. Because why? An average person, I, I, most of the time when you see them even doing, in quotes, having addiction or doing something wrong, is because they feel as if nobody loves them. So they're trying to look for that love in the wrong place. Addiction is worship problem. At that point, there's no vacuum. In that vacuum in your heart, the love of God is not feeling it. So you're looking for something else to feel it. So people feel it alcohol, people feel it social media, people feel it, I mean, it could be anything. Guys, if you want people to come out of their zone, tell them more about the love of God. God loves them. Not just when they are good. If God's love is only when you are good, then it's conditional. The last time I checked, God's love is agape. Not your own filial love, not your boyfriend, not your girlfriend. It's agape. What is agape? There is nothing you can do on planet that. You are stuck with me for the rest of your life. Okay, precious sir, we love you, Jesus. Let us stop from here. I'm already flying. We may not stop, so I just want us to stop. Let's be faithful. Father, I want to thank you for an amazing time. Thank you because we've come to get another dose of your love. It will carry us and strengthen us to overcome every temptation and to get above every situation and stand for Jesus in every area of our lives. We trust you, O God, that you continue to make us focus on Jesus and your love for us. Thank you, precious Father, for in Jesus' mighty name. And like God's people say, Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, everybody. I see everybody. Shout out to everybody. Choose the Jaiti family. You guys are awesome. Keep soaking yourself in the love of God and you'll be amazed at how God will keep showing up in everything you do. Thank you so much, everybody. Peace out. Peace out. It's Jesus we're talking about you. It's Jesus we are talking about. We're talking about you. We're talking about you.